0: Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Three, two, all you boo-boo Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks, I'm Carl Hartley And I'm Max Peterson, and we are wrapping up, now that it's August. Let's we're wrap up, up June. June. What do you think?
1: <laughs> that sounds that sounds like plague calendar to me.
0: It does. And you know what else it sounds like though? It sounds like you and I are at least on the side of the goddamn mountain and climbing. Yeah. You know, absolutely. like we're doing mics again. We're talking. I got again. you on
1: belay. We're fine. I'm tapping in right now.
0: <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> it's, it's all gonna be good. It's all gonna, work. gonna be good. Those were rock climbing words, right? You said belay. You did. Right. You definitely said belay. Um crampon cramp on crampon, crampon. Yes. um summit there we go <laughs> we're heading we're heading towards it face oh uh, yeah so we are at a let's say we've reached a very rocky section of this mountain absolutely we're going to wrap up man uh, yeah we're going to wrap up our discussion our our june series um, focusing on black directors today with uh fruitvale station 2013 directed by Ryan Coogler starring Michael B Jordan, Melanie Diaz, Octavia Spencer who is not in this for a ton but not is really really a very potent performative this was this was a crazy good performance given the You
1: haven't even started talking about this movie yet and both of my arms are in pain because the amount of of goose flesh I have going You've, right now
0: Did you watch it this morning?
1: I watched it. So yeah, did I. I. So, like an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I finished it about the same. So you and I are like coming in hot and p- kind of super hot, man. Raw off yeah. of this one too. Um, also starring, uh, Ariana Neal, Chad Michael Murray, and Kevin Durand. Uh, so before we get started on this, I was gonna play some music at the beginning. Um, there was a there's a, a jazz performer that I really love. I discovered him in Maine about four, maybe four four years ago now. His name's um. I, I always say his last name wrong, but his name is Ambrose Akinmusera, I think is how you say it. His last name is A-K-I-N-M-U-S-I-R-E. And he has this track on my favorite of his albums. It's called When the Heart Emerges Glistening is the name of the album. And the name of the song is My Name is Oscar. And it's this sort of like very like synco- syncopated, percussive, almost like tribal Jazz drum solo. Sweet. With um a spo- uh, spoken word piece done over top of it. It's it's cool. It's like it, but it's definitely the like the odd man out on that album. Okay. It's like a weird little pause. It's like a moment of silence in the flow. And I had no idea because I, I just was like burning through jazz albums and I hit that song or I hit this album. I loved it. I hit that that song and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of offbeat. And I've been listening to this album for years. And today, watching this movie. I put together, the some of the lyrics are like, the the refrain of the song in the spoken word piece is, my name is Oscar, my name mm. is Oscar. But there's other lines in there that are, don't shoot, um, apology. And then there is a call-out in the song to Fruitvale Station. Wow. It goes Fruitvale. And I'm like, as I was watching the movie, I put it all together in my head, like some little sliver of that song popped up. So I was going to play That's... that at the beginning. Yeah. But rather than rather than risk getting content flagged for like, Copyright infringement or whatever. I would rather just point people to that album. That album is great. It's called When the Heart Emerges Glistening. So let's let's dig in, man. There's a lot to talk sure. about here. This is and this is a very short movie. Hour twenty well, not very short, but it's an hour twenty five. So mm-hmm. it comes in under ninety minutes, which is pretty rare. I thought this was really interesting because this movie is the two movies we're gonna talk about today, um, Tune in next week for the second episode That we're going to do uh, As Carl and I begin the July episodes In August <laughs> no, I guess it's fine. Um, so, up. Yeah so the next movie we're going to talk about And we'll talk more about the theme And why we picked it But the next movie No I'll just say the year The next movie came out in 2012 This movie came out in 2013 But when mm-hmm. I watched them Before I looked up the info for the show I would have guessed that this movie was like 2007 Or, t- or no t- uh, 2010 maybe Because yeah. the last thing we see Takes place in 2009 so I was like, "Oh, this is probably like 2010," and I thought the the next flick was like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, no shit. Right? When I saw 2012, I was like, "Oh fuck, did that come out eight years ago?" Yeah. sure Oh did. no. Oh god. Why? Um. Oh, fuck. It's it's hard, man. <laughs> this movie's really. This movie's really um raw. The the it way is. that it's the way that it's written is really naturalistic. A lot of natural. There's
1: not a line of dialogue in this movie. As far as like dialogue, this is oh, yeah, just yeah. witnessing people interacting throughout their day. Yeah, we've, and you we know, t- lines are said, right, but there's no like dialogue, that's heavy air quotes, dialogue, it's yes. all, you're fly on the wall the entire time, just like witnessing right. a day in the life, essentially.
0: Back, way back in season one, we talked about um, how there are certain uh, writers and directors whose Characters speak this like heightened poetic Language um, right it was when we were Talking about Jim Jarmusch's night on earth and we were Talking about the segment with um, Winona Ryder and how her you Thought that the dialogue in that scene fell kind Of funny and I thought that it was an intentional Choice like Kevin Smith's dialogue Where it's not meant to sound like real People talking it's meant to Like sort of put that the film's Hat on a Absolutely. particularly yeah. jaunty angle This movie does not do that This movie catches like this movie catches what people sound like when people speak to each other. There's nothing in here that's like heightened or poetic. The only moment that I wrote down as being like very powerful, the, where the writing became like incredibly powerful in a poetic sense, is when the last chance to stop Oscar from going out onto the train. And the saddest part of this movie is you see what happens at the end. At the very beginning, the very first thing you see, so you know what the end point of this is all going to be. And it's based. I mean, this actually
1: happens. So yeah, it's like going to see a movie about the Titanic. You know how it's going to end, right? Yeah.
0: So, um, so it's the scene where he's his daughter. He's putting his daughter to bed at um, I think it's is it her sister? No, it's his sister. It's It's his sister's house, and he's like putting her to bed, and they do their like toothbrush their teeth brushing and stuff. And it's, uh, it's New Year's Eve, so everyone's celebrating. There's a shot right before this where they're driving in the car and she's looking out the window. The daughter is looking out the window and she sees three guys standing on the street corner firing um, like Roman candles. Roman candles into the mm-hmm. air. But the sound, especially because we're put in a really specific context for this, um, for this film, the sound really is reminiscent of gunfire. Absolutely. And then there's this great little callback to it as mm. Oscar and his girlfriend are about to leave to head up to San Francisco for um for the evening. For the, yeah, like, for the to, countdown the countdown and they're gonna see the yep. fireworks and that was like it was like a whole big plan. It was their date night basically. Yep. And the daughter like grabs Oscar as he's turning to go and she says, No, don't go, I'm scared and he like crouches down, and he goes, Scared of what? And she says, I hear guns and dude, like mm-hmm. it's definitely a child actor performance. she's very young, so she's very good though I mean shes yeah, she's, she's, she's excellent she's, yeah um what I was thinking with the with particularly her performance is she's so young that you don't get that she she's not a Corey Feldman child actor right where like <laughs> like wow, a child that can play characters how how quaint this just feels she's she's so young and her delivery's so earnest that it just feels like a child. Like a mm-hmm. real kid, it's that naturalism thing again. But there's a way that she says it where she doesn't say "I hear guns outside." She says "I hear guns outside," and like there's a beat in between there, a little pause, and it low that pause loads the word "guns" so much. God, it's just it's heartbreaking because I think the next thing he says is like, "Oh, those are just firecrackers. Yeah, those are just gonna, fireworks. Yeah, nothing's going to happen to me." And We're then he fire poppers, baby. Nothing's wrong.
1: We're going to, I'll see you tomorrow morning. We're going to go Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to fuck. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's one of the, uh, it's one of the moments in the movie that doesn't feel like, where it feels like rather than just us being a fly on the wall of the, during the last day of this guy's mm-hmm. life before this like truly fucked up thing that happens at the end, like this, this horrible, it's a police shooting. for those of you who don't know, it's a know murder. Story. Yeah. It's a murder. Um, what it ended up being ruled uh, manslaughter, manslaughter, yeah, yeah. involuntary manslaughter. because
1: I mistook my gun for my taser. Oops,
0: which is he actually pulls? I think he has his taser out earlier, so he'd At have to point, put. Yeah. Oh God, it's just awful. But um. It that moment to me feels like this, like a metaphorical moment where it's it, the movie. It's the only moment where it feels like Ryan Ryan Coogler really looking out at the audience sure. and speaking to us. Because I hear and guns. what a moment
1: to what a moment to do that. Right? It's the last. It's the last moment he has with his daughter. Well, that his daughter has with him. Right. Yeah. The point. It um, makes me. F- he's gonna be gone soon.
0: And sh- yeah, and we see kind of the a- the fallout, the aftermath of what it did to his family after he mm. died. Um but And
1: I can I just want to say this not her the, the name of the daughter is Titania. Yeah. And that's like that so that's a Shakespeare uh so that's the the the, the mother of all fairies mm-hmm. is Titania, right? So it's just like right. oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And I just-
0: the, no and the child is very has that like that very Fay um mm-hmm. kind of like childlike wonderment. She's an adorable kid, the actress is playing the kid like you love his family so much And yeah. you love You get so wrapped up and the involved The cousins
1: and the uncles and the aunt, Oh my god it's just like It's like going Like I felt like I was at Thanksgiving for a hot second You know I'm like shit
0: Oh during mom's <laughs> birthday dinner Yeah during mom's birthday Yeah, uh, I felt like with the guns line the, I hear guns outside It was the only moment where they added more rhetoric Where they were saying like sure. Like look gu- I, It felt like a moment of like is, aren't guns Remember when we were talking about um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes And there's the scene with the helicopter And yeah. the machine gun And you're like fu- Watching that slaughter Just makes you wish that Like there was never like, the, Never the a strength. gun ever Hearing that little girl say I hear guns outside And knowing that like Guns are this thing in the world That is causing this child fear And mm-hmm. trauma And then will continue To insert fear and trauma And loss into her life You just You just you just really, you just fucking hate guns on a conceptual level. In that absolutely,
1: moment. yeah.
0: It it messed me up, man. I mean, this. Yeah, no,
1: this 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 flick rocked me quite a bit. Like, we're like an hour away from the watch, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, we're living in a in a particularly um, hot political we're, moment. Yeah, we're in a very specific right now, world
0: so. at the moment.
1: Yeah, um, and so watching this and. Dark Knight too, Dark Knight Rises Like both are Yeah This this
0: exists in the real world So definitely the, This is Clearly Yeah And oh my god We will talk about like The like Eerily predictive Dystopian nature Of but Dark Knight Rises is Next, next creepy week Creepy as shit man I'm it's, like Nolan I know Like In a uh, weird way And I don't mean this To diminish This film By comparing it To a comic book movie But both no, exactly. of these movies Hit these feel almost like of a of a piece because the next sure movie do. also deals with uh, like uh, power imbalances and um, like privileged classes in cities. Uh, it deals heavily with the next film deals heavily with like police corruption and covering mm-hmm. over for police corruption and shit like that. Like seeing this narrative, it's we're living in a time that has pointed. S- that not, hasn't pointed but has just ripped every – all this undergrowth that's been obscuring these issues has just all burned away in like yep. the white heat of rage and fear that we're all living in. And now it's all just sitting on the table for us to stare at and seeing it so clearly in this world – in the real world where we live now, watching movies, you you realize that these these topics have been discussed sort of like – at an angle for a long, long time. For a long time.
1: time. They've been here for a long time. Yeah, this is part of our narrative. But like this is, yeah, but it's like the but not yeah, but it's so much more clear now, right? With everything that's yeah. happened. Yeah. It's but how loud do people have to scream and ask for help
0: before that fucking clarity right, comes. It, right? It's like it has kind of reaffirmed for me the power of art. Because yeah. for how many How many years now have people been making these exact statements in their art pointing Mm -hmm. to these problems in art to these social ills and these pains in art and then mainstream society ignores it until that violence in its most extreme form breaks into the real world. But right. You, I mean, this, I, for me, that this movie and the next movie, um, I haven't actually seen the one we're going to do after that, but I mean, we just watched Get Out, and I feel like every movie we've talked about, you and I, since we both got together and restarted the show, every fucking movie feels like, like Orwell, Babe Ruth in 1984. Everything feels like they're calling it over and over. And I think that,
1: well, we started with, well, our conversations have been, um, about black directors, so that might have something to do with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah well I mean we are we're definitely watching movies that are in the wheelhouse of the real world right now. Yeah our movies are very topical but like you know it they always there's this like there are these ideas that artists express the deepest truths that mm-hmm. we're afraid to look at or they explore the they they explore reality and extrapolate and they can see things no they can see things don't.
1: in a way and say, yeah and see things that, that we don't necessarily. and then there's
0: like the the sensitive artist who is so empathetic that they can they can see all these different viewpoints well they do that and then they bring mm-hmm. those viewpoints to the screen and I this is one of the reasons I was thinking about this today man I love we say this all the time on the show but like I love love doing this show with you because I could have watched Fruitvale Station you know Mm -hmm. and been like oh this was man what a great movie that was pretty good or i could have done i could have watched Fruitvale station for the show with a notebook thinking about themes and thinking about the way that themes and metaphor and performance all tie together and it gives you an appreciation for art on a whole other level doing it for the show watching and, and exploring art for the show and Fuck, dude. This is such a great. So let's talk about specifically that. Let's talk about some nitty gritty of performance. Sure. I love to. Can we talk about Michael B. Jordan? I want to stay in this moment. This I hear guns outside The Yep. I want to the the moment when when Oscar is about to say goodbye to his daughter for he has no idea. He tells her he's going to take her to Chuck E. Cheese the next day and they're going to get her favorite pizza and they're going to play all the games. And then he says, I love you. And this is another moment where watching this movie really carefully for the show, I think it's a moment where Kugler allowed Michael B. Jordan to feel Michael B. Jordan's feelings for mm. the line delivery. Because when he when he says that to the, his daughter, he goes, "I love you." He doesn't say, "I love you," like, you know, like, "Well, I love you. I'm gonna go to a party now." His right, you've uh, you've like his eyes have this sorrow. It's as though. Oscar in the film is experiencing a weird moment of presentiment where he's like, this, this is the last time I'm gonna see my daughter. Yeah. And what it felt like, what I felt like in that moment was this is Michael B. Jordan playing another real human. He's not playing Bane, he's not playing Catwoman, nope. which, well, t- he's playing a man who was a, a, a man with a family who was wrongfully murdered by a police officer in a real event he's in someone's real life right now and he's in not only that he's in someone's real life who experienced a tragedy that is a major part of his racial identity in america Mm -hmm. and is a major part of his culture so he's Reliving the last moment that this person Ever saw his daughter alive And the last moment that his, this g- guy's Daughter ever saw her father mm-hmm. And you can see The tragedy of that In that single line And in the look on his face It's like he was like liar. man I can't Just say I love you I have to, f- I have to Be allowed to feel this and, they, they, and It's in the movie
1: because the actor Michael B. Jordan knows what happened to this man, and he is that man in that moment, and yeah. can show this like
0: he's feeling. It's it's almost it's, it's, wild, it's surreal man. because it's you're very
1: surreal. It's like this weird, like not inception. You that's al- a-
0: no, you're no. That's I think you're totally right. I think this is, I think that we're we're getting the closest thing to seeing Oscar mourn his own death
1: on screen. Yep.
0: It's. I do, it feels I, real to
1: me in that moment like it's, there's no performance happening there the way he kisses his daughter at the end after he says i love you before he leaves it all it all to me felt <clears throat> and i started crying i was fucking weeping i, I cried man. a couple just, times
0: during this one i cried I a couple times like, during dark Knight yeah Razzis dude too. <laughs> no,
1: fucking man i'm like why am i Good just movies. crying i'm hung over just crying like, <laughs> like um but it was just about so real in that moment like it was just. It was uh, like. What did you God? F- the word is just incredible. What just, did you think that of sort of non-performance? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: in a weird way, I think it makes the performance hit harder and and mm-hmm. feel more honest when s- somehow the blending, the blending in of of that genuine emotion. Which uh, actors do all the time. The only thing I Absolutely. think. The only thing I think. The only thing I think sticks out for me in this moment of the movie is it feels like kind of a strange emotion to be exploring in that moment without right. without foreknowledge. But exactly. I like the foreknowledge. Because he would. May have, I mean, because yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he, be. Ah, oh, we'll go to Chuck
1: E. Cheese tomorrow. I love you. Bye, baby. I'll see you tonight. We'll pick you up in the morning and love you. Right. But it is. It just
0: it. There's, there's there's a knowledge there's there. extra weight to it definitely yep. and there's yep. this there's this thing and of like I'm fucking, I'm on board with it. He's got the uh, he does have like some shit going on in his life you know he's unemployed and he dude
1: is having a rough day a rough week or a rough couple weeks man
0: yeah so I can but see, he's, he's he's on he's on the track to try to make good decisions right too, right you no know? oh, God it, the story in this movie is pretty simple. I think that's partly why it's so short is it only encompasses like
1: the dude goes goes shopping because his mom is having a birthday and it's New Year's. That's it. I mean there's little moments of like we the best this movie is the best example of show don't tell I think I've seen in a long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. There's almost as far as getting to understand like Who this person is, how he fits in his community and his family, Mm. how they view him, what sort of challenges he's struggling with with his temper and and but trying to to make the best decisions for his his daughter. He's fucked up. You know, he's cheated on his girlfriend, but he's promised to be
0: better. He doesn't want to sell drugs. He can't get his job back. Right. But we're like, fuck, man. I don't know. There's no I get what you're saying. This movie reminds me of another movie That I saw at Film Festival last year Called Grandma Starring Lily Tomlin Um, It just has the same vibe Someone who has made mistakes And is trying to set things right As new challenges continue to pile on Um, And it's also They're shot kind of similarly too They both have that indie feel Oh, yeah. by the way, just to talk like movie production companies and stuff, what did you think of the way that they changed the fucking? Wine? I was
1: a little bit like, how about you just rename your fucking company at this point, but I think it's kind of interesting that at the T- end, TWC. <laughs>
0: yeah, they called T. Yeah, it's the because the Weinstein logo popped up, and I was yeah. like, you know, that is a thing now, man. I I think you shouldn't change the name of your. No, company. No, I, I know. I think I, people should sit with it. I I kind of I hated the TWC because I'm like like fuck come on who doesn't know what that stands for it's the same thing as just having the Weinstein company under your logo I get that the name is gross and you're trying to like rebrand to save yourself from the fact that you're essentially founded by like one of the most obscene and hideous rapists in history right but you know that's part of your legacy so why don't we either fold this company or we let people remember what happened and move on you're not You're not making shitty movies. You're making exceptional films, but just own your legacy, man. You know? It bummed me out. I was like... Fuck you! Ow. You can't just you can't just rebrand your way out of a scandal. No, no, no! You piece of shit. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, after the credits, the title, the logo comes up again, and it's—I swear to God—I watched it on Voodoo this morning, and it—the the, the closing logo says the, the Weinstein, Weinstein Company. Company. They went right back to the OG logo after the credits.
1: They don't want to dip. They don't want to dip your fucking face in it to start like, with. Up, yeah, pop, I mean. Right?
0: As a as a hardcore film fan, when I see the Weinstein Company, I, I know I'm I do know that I'm gonna have a great movie presentation. Yeah, you you do you nine think, times out of ten. You think for like less than a second, you're like, ooh, that guy was horrible. He was pretty gross. But then you also know, like, that is a company filled with other people, and that they do great work, man. Yeah. When you see that logo pop up, you're you're in for a killer fucking flick. This is a killer fucking flick. Yeah, man. this is so well done. Um. Okay, so what did you think? Let's jump back to the beginning and work our way yep. through now. What did you think of the choice? I, I always love voiceover in darkness. It's so fun because it gives you—you you have to listen. It makes you pay attention because you can just kind of zone out with your eyes sometimes. It
1: resets. It resets your brain to like, oh, we're in—we are in movie mode now. Right. We're being told a story. It's like like. It's peeling the cover back on the On the book and reading chapter one Right and there's nothing distracting to There's like nothing distracting Look yeah. at
0: you know you can't be like Ooh yeah. look at the colors You, you just hear sounds so you immediately It's like when somebody is talking And they lower their voice You start to really listen It's your moment to focus in I fucking love it I I love it but I it th- It's such an effective way to start Because that's how they hook you They yep. they go cut to black and you hear dialogue So you immediately shh, You hush down and you listen, and you really focus, and then, boom, they cut to cell phone camera footage of the actual murder. The real thing. Yeah. That's how this movie starts. That's the opening, air quotes, scene. What's
1: horrible is, like, as horrible as this was, and it hit the news, and there were riots, and it was, like... Yeah.
0: The Bay Area. The
1: weeks in the Bay Area were getting torn up. Right. I, I was, like, I kind of didn't remember it until I saw the footage, and I was, like, oh, yeah, this was a thing that happened. This and was, I'm like, how the fuck did that like leave my mind?
0: Because I don't know, you know what I mean? It's like this was 2009, correct? The actual the yeah, real life eleven incident. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I was 19, mm-hmm. and this is I actually remember this because this was the first. I think this was the first viral video of police brutality that I, or of police right. violence that I'd ever seen. Um, and there was—I don't know if you remember—but in the aftermath of this event, uh, I'm sorry, of this murder of 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 this Mm -hmm. this, of this this fucking crime, that's when that big spate of them started hitting the mainstream news. This was almost like breaking the seal. Yeah, this
1: is the start of the whole. Yeah, well, at least being in the public public awareness of these kind of events that happen.
0: Right, yeah, um, of getting more, Jesus. more wide, more, uh, a wider coverage. I feel like this is when I really started noticing it, and I feel like part of it was, I mean, pressure had been, pressure, racial tension in this country has been building since before this was even Absolutely. a country, you know what I mean? Um, And I, yeah, I, I remember seeing this on, it was making the rounds on the internet, like Facebook where you see everything now and also apparently get fucking recruited into white nationalist groups which is why everyone <laughs> should get off Facebook as quickly as humanly possible. Um but dude, it was that is a really heavy way to start a film. Yep. And we're going to
1: show you the actual thing here. Yeah, we're gonna, one.
0: They actually I think it is to their credit that they do not show him die they don't yep, or, well, the way, he, we hear gunshot but we Yeah you, you don't black before Right you don't actually see the moment that he's Shot you hear the gunshot and then it cuts Immediately to black Um, And then of course he he Actually died in the hospital afterwards But yeah. I thought it was I thought That that was tasteful especially it, I feel like because we're looking At his life and this movie is about his life And then the senseless the senseless horror of what took his life, rather than dwelling on the senseless horror by showing by opening the the movie with wa- making everyone in the cinema watch a murder, we watch everything that leads up to his death, and then we're gonna deal with his death in an emotional and an empathetic way, rather than just self. Once you've
1: courage. gotten a chance to know who this human is, right? Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Oh my God, yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. Once you once you know what this means, once you know who this man is. We'll revisit this, and we'll, yep. we'll grieve together. Because this I, is nothing
1: but a YouTube video to you right now, and to show that at this point is...
0: Um, God, how well put. Yeah. God, yeah. That's I, that's perfect, Carl. Yeah, at the beginning of this movie when you have no context, that's actually in itself maybe a commentary on how this case was received the more, and handled. And the
1: more I'm thinking about it too is like with the YouTube videos, I mean I was watching the unedited leaked cut of what happened with the... Uh, um, you know most recently and i'm just like right the, what? oh the the, YouTube... the
0: the long cut of the, the long floyd cut video. of the george
1: floyd video yeah right. absolutely so and but at the same now i'm watching this and having this conversation with you it's like this is just a youtube video horrible i don't, a horrible youtube horrible. video but right it's, but it's like but i right. don't know this i don't know this person this human what their struggles were or right. any of any anyone Yeah, i don't know it's just like the, Fuck, man. It's
0: yeah, no, no, you're right. You're you're looking, you're not looking at a human. You're not looking at a whole person. You're, you're looking, looking at
1: something that has 17.5 million views right next to I'm going to eat raw mac and cheese. Right.
0: It's such a small sliver of the of this this human life, this totality yeah. of of a person. You know like you have no you have no context outside of atrocity. Sorry, you blew my mind a little bit with how you framed this. You're totally right. When we watch these videos, we feel horror. We feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm that you feel so sorry, so sad. So uh, the injustice is horrifying. But really, you're just watching atrocity. You're just watching violence. You're just watching something that is shocking to you, but without context zero context. You can't, you have no context. Yeah. And I I feel like you can
1: have apathy or empathy, but you can't, like, you not, don't know this fucking person. You're not going to their funeral. Right. Not off that video. You're not, not grieving the with their fucking parents or their
0: their children. And that is, I, one of the, I think, one of the great triumphs of this film. By the end of this movie, we are literally sitting in the waiting room with his mother.
1: We are with them. We're holding their fucking hand at the end of this movie, and we're trying to lift him up. Yeah,
0: we're like, you're, dude, you're praying with them, you're sitting with I'm them, crying
1: with them. Yeah, and I like, think, and I know this dude doesn't pull through. I'm like, maybe he'll pull through.
0: You, dude, you, I, w- I'm right there with you. I was oh, hoping you, fuck. you get that what? hope where you're like, you're like, okay, bought the Titanic sinks at the end. Yeah, we like, saw we, and and that's I think an important part of this movie. I think that's a, it was a strong choice to sh- let people know how this ended. Yep. they're like so that you don't get that so that you're not dwelling on well maybe he'll pull through instead you're just sitting with like almost like a step removed from the grief and it allows you to appreciate what what that grief looks like mm-hmm. because you're not so wrapped up in like will he won't he will he won't he that doesn't matter because you know that he doesn't we survive
1: know. and goddamn it and looking at the just the, the the waiting room scene is probably one of the best acted Without holy with,
0: shit, mm-hmm.
1: just the the look on the 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 unspoken connection between mom and girlfriend, where he's was well, mom is saying he's gonna be okay, he's gonna come through this, we just gotta lift him up, he's going to be fine. Mom looks at the girlfriend, the girlfriend knows that she's full of shit that she knows that he that she's lying to herself that she's feeling he's gonna be fine she knows that he's probably not going to be right the fine. girlfriend
0: actually shakes her head the girlfriend no.
1: shakes her head like this there's no fucking way and when they're told that he didn't make it her reaction isn't out of anger so much as god damn it i was right when she slaps her wanna, yeah when she slaps her hands I was, fuck i did not want to be right Right. Fuck you for making me right and knowing that he was going to die. And I just fucking I came apart, dude. Yeah. Like just in that moment, there's again, it's that the power of performance that I don't think there's something else going on in a lot of those moments right. in this flick where it's like these these actors that are that are standing in for these actual humans that that went through this. Right. They have that knowledge and they probably have spoken to the family. They've done their due diligence as far as creating the character, right? And to do it justice. Yeah. So the the so there's that real raw emotion that, that is coming through. Just like with with uh with the goodbye. You yeah. Know, we'll see Chuck E. Cheese. I love you. It's like you can, they're in that oh moment with that little bit of future knowledge.
0: Oh, you almost be a the now. actor,
1: I know, dude. It's like
0: no, I'm. I'm. A, They're get, all
1: reliving it, and then so. But we get the most accurate, like vision. Of, like we are. The, we are seeing as good of a home video as we can without actually having been in that waiting right. room, and experiencing yeah. it with the family. Like
0: this is such an authentic. That's. The, it, I couldn't think of the fucking word. It's just authentic. It feels so authentic. And I, I was just thinking in that scene where um, what's oh shit, what's her name? The the girlfriend's. It's not Persephone, but it's something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, Sophia, is it Sophia?
1: I think so, Sophia. All, All
0: right. right, Or yeah, or no, her name is Sophie. So he calls her Sophie. Sophie. Um, so when Sophie, you're right. When Sophie slap like pounds her hands into her lap and then brings her hands up, and someone reaches over and kind of like starts to grab her, it's the same. You're. I think you're. I think you're right. I didn't recognize it as such when I watched it, but I think this is like Michael B. Jordan feeling grief as himself and mm-hmm. Oscar feeling grief at his own death when he says i love you to his daughter i think this is um melanie diaz like grieving for for this on a this word gets chucked around a lot but i mean yep. like on a zeitgeist level on a cultural level like sure. the the infinite repetition of this tragedy and the the, the titanic weight of this particular Wretched tragedy. I think that's a true moment of like, like frustration and grief and despair of like, fuck, you know, I'm here portraying a real life event that might happen tomorrow, that mm-hmm. happened last week, that happened a week from now. Like, just the, the, I think despair. There's a lot of despair in this movie. Yes. While also being surprisingly uplifting. Throughout. It is
1: I mean, even the way we we end this flick, right, we'll talk about the beginning later. There's one scene in particular that that I can't get out of my head, and I think it's the metaphor for this whole picture, yeah, and idea um but the the shower the the oh at the very end at the very very end, this God. is we end on when when daughter the daughter's asking where dad is, and they're in the shower and we are left with mom trying to figure out the words to say, and that's we don't. We I, don't get the words. I, I, those, and those aren't for us to hear. Those are the words that she said to her daughter that are hers to hear and no one else's. Yeah. <clears throat> that was my takeaway from that, as well as, like, what are the words? There are oh, no wow. words that she could possibly say that would make any sense at all or have any sort of make it any less tragic right that, there are no words
0: that is such again dude that's i think you're i think that's a beautiful way to look at the end of this movie i looked at i have another read on it i think i, th- I actually like your read better but i still think <laughs> I, I, wanted to dis- I wanted to discuss it from a structural standpoint but sure no, absolutely i think you're i think you're totally right the it does feel like these are not it's like the choice to not Show us the gunshot and show us The yeah. bullet going into his body Absolutely. and watch The pool of blood spread we don't need to see That that's not what this is about This is about nope. Oscar this is not about Like let's all be shocked we did That when this happened we're doing that now With all of Everything that's happened since George Floyd What yep. we need to see is the human We need to see these people Yep. And the, yeah but I love that like there are so- Certain things because this isn't A fictional story this is These are real people and some parts of this are too personal to just watch as you eat popcorn and have your right. morning cup of coffee. This is not for you to this hear. It's not
1: your fucking entertainment.
0: I love yeah, I love that read on it. What I really appreciated about that last scene is we get where's daddy? and then jarringly close after that line, we cut to black. And we sit in black for about ten seconds. I thought the movie was over. It's not. There's actually like a little montage. A yeah, yeah, where they say like, it's you know like um in two thousand. Oh, the, yeah, they you know the like info dump at the end. Yeah, where it's like the the officers were charged. Here's what they were charged with. They were both suspended, and here's what the final thing was. And then they show some footage from a like a a gathering to remember Oscar, we, where we see uh, Titania as like a little bit older, and we see mm-hmm. the. Like the protests and the, you know, not forgotten, we see all that stuff. But the film decides after Where's Daddy to cut to black and let us sit in black way longer than most movies will let you just sit with nothing to look at.
1: It's our moment of silence, bro. It's like.
0: What hit me was this is a movie about Oscar, and at this point, there's no more Oscar. It, Mm -hmm. it, there's a. This is going to sound so strange. There's a page in this comic book called The Invisibles. Un- slightly unrelated, but they're, they're, the effect is done the same way. So there's uh, these two characters that are talking about... The effect of having your brain having your consciousness shocked out of the basically out of the quote unquote algorithm or out of the out of the matrix it's like the what it feels like to wake up out of the matrix and that's what they're gotcha. talking about and they're talking about how that can be achieved through like gnostic meditation and interruption that that moment of um, like no mind that the Zen masters seek where when you achieve no mind you have all these like revelations about blah blah blah. So you're reading the comic, you're getting deep into this like metaphysical discussion about like no mind and meditation and this moment of pause, this moment of sisura, and you're mid-sentence and you flip the page and the, back, the next page on the left is blank. Entirely blank. Mid-sentence. And you hit it and your brain is so ready for more words and images that it fucks you up for a second and then you realize Fuck, that what you just experienced is exactly what they're talking about. So you're like, holy mm. shit. I remember the first time I read that issue and I got to the blank page, I had to like close the book. I, wa- I walked around for like three yeah. hours. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I love it.
1: Oh, love it when the written word could do that. Just read House of Leaves. You'll be doing that. Like a- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danielowski is famous for that type of shit.
0: But, uh, Fucking shit, man. <laughs> anyway. But this is the same thing because it's, I, I had a very similar moment of like, no mind, of being kicked out of the movie into a profound moment of human understanding where's daddy cut to black and there's nothing on your screen and no sound and you realize that is what death is the film shows the film literally recreates in at least a fractional or partial way the experience of death that's intense dude
1: you're one moment gone the next like completely
0: yeah we have Boy. we have words, we have images, we have a daughter on the screen. We have children, we've got people, we've got light, we've got water and sound and tomorrow, and then we have literally nothing. It rocked me back, dude. It yep. really screwed me up a lot because in a sense too, that absence isn't just like us experiencing our own death. This is what this is the hole that his family stares down into. This is the absence in the world. That all of those friends, when they look for Oscar, all that's left is that, yep, nothing at all. I mean, memories, obviously. That's, sure, that's one of the great. But
1: that person is no longer there. I mean, it's great we have memories. We have photog- photographers,
0: photographers. Yeah, you are having, having a photograp- hangover morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having one of those kind of days, You're like, buddy. You're like four, like really incredible points into your hangover morning, though. So oh, they're, like... they're gone. There's, that's all I'm tapped out, man. <laughs> that was it. I have oh. four, four and out, dude. I've been there. I've been there. You say like the three smart no, things, got, and then you're I've like, got, all like, right. I've got
1: like one more thing uh, to to say.
0: Okay, then I'm done. good. Save it for That's the exact it. right moment, and then drop it. Perfect. And then I'll just let you go. Be like, yeah, yeah, for the rest of the episode. Perfect. Sounds <laughs> amazing. Um. All right. So now that we've talked about the end and the beginning, and then talked about the end again, do you want to jump back to the beginning. Sounds great. <laughs> well, the movie does that. To be fair, we start at the end and then we jump to the yep. beginning. Um, so let's go to, let's talk about. We've talked a lot about like the the cultural ramifications of this and the the psychic weight of this, and the really profound and effective filmmaking. Let's talk about the filmmaking, the nuts and bolts stuff. Sure, because perfect. I I think this was. I don't know about you. I watched Dark Knight first and then Fruitvale. Did you do the same thing? I did, yeah. That was, I think these two movies are phenomenal to watch together. It's like, this is one of those weird, like, two great tastes kind of deals. Oh,
1: sweet. Like a little bit of chocolate and peanut butter?
0: No, dude. This is even weirder. This is like the peanut butter and pickles kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, you don't expect it to work, but man, because Dark Knight, Okay spoilers Carl I don't think you're going to disagree with me Dark Knight is one of like the most Visually stunning and well Executed from a technical standpoint From a
1: technical standpoint Dark Knight Rises Is a masterpiece of Filmmaking I say
0: 10 out of 10 from just Fuck, Just yeah. from a filmmaking standpoint alone And oh I, my god I'll it's give so it a, slick too. Yeah. I mean
1: I'll, I'll use that word Slick it's
0: slick as hell dude yeah That movie is amazing <laughs> and then And I mean we'll talk about content later Um I sure. also think that's 10 out of 10 but I did watch like the first half of that Spoilers I'm
1: out. remembering this trilogy wrong i love the dark knight but i think this is probably the best of the three i
0: agree i think this is yeah well we're not talking about that movie right now but anyway sorry (laughs) no you're good but i the reason i like watching them together is to go from a movie that is slick totally polished really crisp and clear with where you can tell they're really working on lighting and stuff like that to go from that to a movie that cost nine hundred thousand dollars to make and is shot almost exclusively on steadicam and hand cam to see how those really disparate filmmaking styles can be used to both effectively tell stories is amazing. Yeah. This was so cool. I love the the choice. Ryan Coogler has a great sense of pace because the choice to go from I'm going to show you cell phone footage of a of a murder. And you sit there and I don't know about you but right out the gate I you get like the like sweat Prickles all over you and your heart is Racing and you're like oh Because you know where you know it's going to happen And then we cut to black And we immediately Slow all the way Down he takes you from The moment of a a real life Murder to like This like really I'm going to say Lazy but lazy in a good Way I mean lazy in a positive Sense we get this really lazy pace, this really sort of like languorous, slow well, we domestic the couple in bed.
1: They're like they're either just getting up or just going to bed or somewhere in between having a conversation right. about whatever. Like, you're gonna kiss me and you're still cheating on me. What is that all about? Your daughter's awake. Like this sort of mundane, like boring yeah. almost, right? But not but I'm in it because I'm like, what is what did I just? See, and now I'm in the now I'm with these this couple that are
0: Doing having their, a lazy
1: moment in yeah. there, yeah,
0: like a a really kind of like they're having a for them it's a big argument, but given what we've just seen, it feels so so small, so silly, you know. Right? Um, and I love the choice to pump the brakes and slow things down and put us in the domestic space, shoot. This movie's really intimately shot And part of that is because of the steadicam And handcam use It makes you feel like you're physically present Because things are bumping around And things aren't always fully in focus Which works so well Because that's what it's like to be a, in a place But one of the things that I was thinking about Is when you create this drifting pace After you've seen that we are within 24 hours Of the end of this guy's life That slow pace and relaxed tone is what is creating tension because every second now is one fewer seconds that he has before he dies so you're like you you want him to just like no 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 don't don't go don't go and get crab legs like go hug your mom right now you have to why aren't you crossing shit off your bucket list oh my god dude you can't just be sitting in your car thinking you only have five more hours alive
1: today (laughs) yeah and
0: (laughs) And that kind of is also part of what sucks you into this so much is it feels like a thriller that has no elements of a thriller, because you're like you're like it
1: kind of does, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, because you you know you're like in in one hour and fifteen minutes, this man will be dead, and he you just you watch him like oblivious to what's coming.
1: Death is in the room the entire time, the
0: whole time. Yeah, every
1: frame we're death watching. (laughs) Just waiting
0: Yeah kind of Like in a weird way We We're waiting for him To get to where we are Which is A world where he's dead You know He no
1: longer is a person Which is kind of horrible
0: actually Yeah we are It's like the Straw Dogs thing You can sit in that seat Of like We are the destroyers Just Mm -hmm. waiting for him To catch up to us It's horrible But it's But as a device To create tension That's brilliant Yeah Because how the fuck do you feel tense when he's like.
1: Buying crabs and helping somebody pick out fish and being told that, you know, you can't get your job back once you're fired or I hired somebody, man. It's like, sorry about it. Right.
0: Actually, that is a gr- dude, those that little bit of dialogue where he's trying to get his job back at the uh, I think it's a grocery store, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's like a Trader Joe's.
0: Yeah, so sort he's, of place. He's he's been late. We find out that he was late so many times that he got fired and he hasn't had a job in 2 weeks. So he's trying to get rehired here and he's telling this guy like I'm I'm putting my life back together. I need this job. And I this is something else I want to talk about as far as films like this. When he's talking to his former boss, he says, You want me selling dope, bruh? You want me outside waiting for you to, you want me outside waiting for you to get done, bruh? He throws in a threat to this yep, sure does. innocent guy in a grocery store.
1: We this also is what makes him so interesting to me as a person.
0: Yeah, we, we see he's,
1: we see that darkness, that dark side that we all have,
0: that we all have tempers and we all say stupid shit. Right, right. He we see that he has he's gone to prison. Like mm-hmm. he's done He's done time We see his mom Coming to visit him We see him Threaten his former boss Because his boss Isn't giving him a job We see him Well we don't actually See him dealing drugs We see him throw A bunch of drugs Earth drugs I'm yeah joking. he's i'm not the u.s his, government we see his him marijuana yeah he's got some weed man let's not get crazy he's not he doesn't like want to
1: sell trees anymore
0: yeah he doesn't want It's plants he's not he's not out there selling plants to people because people need plants to be happy because they're in a horrendously oppressed state from anyway mm-hmm. we're not to, but yeah so he we see him throw away a bat a big bag like an ounce, ounce and a half, two ounces yep. of weed. It's a
1: it's a full freezer
0: bag. Yeah, <laughs> it's a full full gallon Ziploc freezer bag of weed. He dumps it all into the ocean, and then we see him give some away. So we don't actually see him sell weed, but it's implied that he's a drug dealer yep, or has absolutely. has in has. the past been a been selling. You know, just,
1: his girlfriend approaches him, but like, you gonna be selling that shit
0: on the street again? Right,
1: right. So, actually, I, I dumped all the stuff th- today. Threw it in I
0: Threw it weed. all out. I threw it all in the ocean. Um, but I there is a tendency. For films of this type, to paint saints, absolutely. And I was kind of worried about that. I was as well. Knowing it. I'm um, like, I avoid mm. movies like this. Not not movies in per- that deal with like real life events. Those are fine, but like, there is definitely a tone that is taken in films like. Um, you ever seen Ro- the Rob Roy movie with? Uh, oh yeah. With Liam Neeson, where he plays yeah. the this like Scottish hero. Hmm. Where the movie almost kind of like Deifies this human I think that that damages Your ability to empathize with a person
1: Absolutely where it's like yeah. And Because they're not a person anymore right. They you, don't you're, have you're, flaws they're not,
0: you're, you're, they're watching, not fuck. you're watching this movie About like a like a political dissident Who was like classified as a terrorist Or whatever mm-hmm. and back in the Day and they were fighting the crown and they're bloody warriors And stuff but like all their downtime is like, and I kneel before God and I pray to Jesus every day. Oh, it's my beautiful wife. Who I kiss only uh, on oh, the cheek. Her and, only her and... and we make passionate love to candlelight and my children all love me. And I pay my taxes and then no time for more prayer. And it's like,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: cannot identify with you at all, man. Not Even a little bit. You no, know, like <laughs> the, I think the only relatable moment of, of Jesus's life is when he walks into the, and kicks a moneylender ass in the temple, yeah. and he's like, he's get like, the fuck out of yeah, my house. like flipping tables and shit. And you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, get mad, baby. But like all the other stuff, I'm like, nah, you too, goody goody. <laughs> I, I can't get good. into that mindset. Guy never even you know, I never even got hammered. Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to relate to you? You know? Then um, you want to feed us all wine? Okay, <laughs> I get it. It's it's really easy, I think, to paint to paint a saint but in this movie they they really avoid that all the way through yeah. you get a total image of this guy you see his temper flare up you actually see his temper flare up against his girlfriend i get the once. sense
1: i get the sense he actually has a little bit of like some like problems, anger management but yeah some real serious anger management problems and his mom sees it too is like you need to fucking calm down right now right like right yeah
0: and, yeah, and she s- called
1: the girlfriend. His girlfriend calls him out on it too. It's like we're not going down. You need to calm down.
0: There's, there's an interesting. Tr- he has a trigger. Um, being called when he's when his like toughness or his masculinity is called into question. The couple times that people either call him a bitch or call him a pussy, mm-hmm. that is what puts him in the red zone.
1: He's got the Marty McFly syndrome. It's like nobody calls me chicken.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well like which is such a such a real thing like people yeah, have like my brother is pretty unflappable but if you put a finger in his face if you if i've it's he's that's bad if someone puts a, points a finger at him sam goes redline like yeah. that is his that's his trigger when he was younger we all have them yeah when he was a little younger if someone like out at a bar and someone's they're talking shit sam is unflappable put a finger in his face and sam used to throw hands that was eat- you come back with a stomp. Yeah, dude, that was it. Like you don't ever point a, put a finger in Sam's face, and he's a nice dude. He's not mean, but that was it. That was like the button. That was literally yep. the button. And you can you can see Oscar's button in this movie. Um, yeah, dude, I I love that we see him, and he feels real. Look, I don't I I didn't know him in real life. I've never watched a real documentary. I've never watched like family videos but th- right. this whole film feels so authentic because it doesn't feel like a Hollywood retelling of someone's life.
1: Not even a little bit. Yeah. It, it, this, is not, this is not the
0: Hallmark Channel
1: version of this dude's life. Like. Right.
0: It, we talked about this with Hunger, but one of the things that I felt Hunger did so well, Steve McQueen's Hunger, yes. was um, it really showed you how wretchedly ugly... His death was, yeah, you know, like it. It wasn't like, and he was, oh, yeah, you know, it's like where the the scene in the movie where everyone's in prison, but they all look like like beach models, you know, like yeah, they, they all really have rippling
1: beards and
0: shit, six and like, packs and like big pecs, and you know, like it's Michael Fassbender in that flick. You could have that really easily could have turned into like you know like Jailhouse Boys, break, yeah, exactly. Go Wild, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was like him emaciated, drawing paintings and shit, and he's shitting. You he could almost full.
1: smell him. Yeah,
0: and that made you feel for that guy That made you believe It made you realize that this had happened Mm -hmm. There's this great Alan Moore quote That I experienced a little bit with this film And I experienced, I think, with some of my favorite pieces of art Which is, Alan Moore was um, He was doing a magical ritual with his wife Where they had taken mushrooms and were like, like Meditating And he had a moment of clarity Where he realized and this is how he puts it and I, I, It took me a long time to understand what he meant But I'm getting it more and more He said There was a moment during the, this, this meditation This ritual magic we were doing Where I fell back on the floor And sobbed uncontrollably For like two hours while my wife held me Because I suddenly realized That World War I Had actually happened Oh fuck Yeah where it's like, you don't just think of it as like, oh, it's World War One And you do that thing where you just, it's just a thing that happened.
1: There's a movie that's called Halloween. It's like kind of one of those yeah, things had where your brain ha- kind of...
0: Yeah, okay, I had a Halloween moment with a fictional movie like in 1978 about a, like a serial killer. He, think about the weight of what Alan Moore suddenly had blast into his brain. There's actually kind of a word that doesn't mean exactly this. It's called anamnesis. I just I encountered it the other day, but it's a sudden knowledge of something. Comprehensive knowledge of something that just right. pops into your head Can you imagine Actually being able And I can't do it right now I would have to think hard to make myself do this I wouldn't like, want to go there right? Like Because
1: I'm constantly putting that wall up right now Thinking about what we're all going through right now If we actually had that real true moment Of what we're all going through right now 100%. We'd probably fucking shit ourselves
0: I think in a weird way This is a not just because that, Not just because of George Floyd And the protests And the fact that Black Lives Matter is actually you know like really in the in the cultural discourse right now. I'm not yeah. saying that's why this was a good time to watch this movie. It's because like these are unprecedentedly heinous times that we're living in. All the way around, like we are we're living under like in as individuals, not maybe not as a species, but we are all living under true existential fear in the the literal meaning of that term. We live in existential dread every day now and have since for four months or five months almost, Mm -hmm. you know, and when that has being in an emotionally raw state already, I think allows allowed me at least a more access to empathy for this film. Sure. That makes sense. Cause I'm a, I'm, I'm already like kind of touch and go with my feelings day to day, you know? Like yeah, we're already <laughs> uh, everyone's a little raw right now. Yeah, my nerves uh, are right up near the skin right now. And when watching yeah. this movie, man, I felt it. You feel it all the way through. And it's not just the times. Obviously, this is a really well-made movie. Um, God. Okay. What did you think of the dog getting hit by the okay. car? So
1: that was the thing that I was gonna say. I think that's the metaphor for the whole movie. Okay. Is this moment?
0: Uh, unwind uh, it he's,
1: for he's me. He's pumping gas, huh?
0: Unwind it for me. Yeah. Uh, so he's pumping
1: gas. It. He comes across this this stray dog, and it's like a fighting dog. It's a it's a street dog. Doesn't have a collar on it, and and it's and he he pets it. He's like, oh, look at this cute little dude. You're awesome. Like, and then he goes back to what he's doing, and a car out of nowhere driving way too fast nails his dog in the middle of the street. He's yelling at the car, slow the fuck down. And there's this dying dog in the middle of the street that the person that killed it didn't really have any care but he didn't care if the dog lived or not. This is bleeding in the street. And he does everything he can. He picks the dog up and he's like, Hey buddy, hey buddy. And he yells, Will somebody please help? And I think he's just saying that not just for the dog. He's just yelling that to the world in that moment. Because he's he can't get his job back. He doesn't have any way to make money. His sister has just called and said, I need 300 bucks to pay my rent. Can you help out with that? Yeah. you. I can't do this without you. And also pick up a card for mom's birthday. Now he sees his dog get hit. And he's just screaming at the word. some somebody please help? Mm-hmm. And this dog dies. And he gets blood on his shirt. It's he, almost like a foretelling. It's he, a little bit of, of an omen in a way too. Like, like he's
0: marked by this death in a way. He's
1: marked by like, this yeah. death in a way.
0: And he gets up yeah. and he goes back to the pump and keeps filling his keeps filling up the, his gas tank and the, leaves the dog dead on yep. the pavement. I also think this is a really important um moment thematically for the film and and from a, like a metaphorical standpoint what I when I watched this, I mean, dude, I, look, anytime a dog dies in any It was movie, rough, man. It doesn't Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like this movie is already heavy and loaded with stuff that's kind of made and it's important that it makes you cry. Like that's part of the power of this movie. Absolutely. Any movie where a dog dies, you're going to be fucked up by it. It's just like one of the rules of nature. You kill a dog in in the the greatest action film of the last twenty years, and the moment the dog dies, I'm like, I'm turning this off. Yeah. You know, like I don't care about John and his bullshit money. Yeah, fuck you in your suits, Keanu Reeves, and you just turn the movie off. Like I, that's already there. But what what really struck me by this is that dog's death is senseless. To walk through all of the the moments, all the beats that you just hit, I have a read on each of them, and that's how I went through this. When we first see the dog I think it's very important As you pointed out You called it like a fighting dog Or a street dog with no collar yeah. It's a pit mix Of yeah. some kind It's it. This is And we all know the reputation That pit bulls have Even my You've met You Carl Trinity One of the most amazing dogs I miss my girlfriend somehow Yeah dude She's like She's like 40 pounds Of pure energy and love And yep. she doesn't even look Like a pit bull Right But she te- no, no, she no. has pit in her She definitely does It's in her papers We've had people who have been like petting her And they're like oh what kind of dog And we're like some kind of pit mix And they'll stop petting her and stand up and step back I'm like you think, you think that dog You think my dog is a threat to you And you know like this is that thing He is a black man In, a, like, in an inner, like an inner city kind of setting
1: mm-hmm.
0: And there's a camaraderie between the two of them because they both, in a way, I, I think this this pit bull, this like ranging kind of hungry looking pit bull, when people see a pit bull, they try and get away from the pit bull, and this is a th- in the when you're walking through the inner city, you know, like there i how many times people do people cross the street all yeah, the time yeah they see oscar coming the nicest guy in the world loves his daughter good dude like oh my god the scene where he tries to buy he'll, a, he'll, a bathroom yeah. break for his girlfriend like come on he is such a good he'll guy he'll chat you up on the street yeah but Doesn't there's need to know yeah. but there's that prejudice against there, there's that prejudice against pit bulls and there's that prejudice against black people Yep. You know, like there's that. Oh shit, he's got. Oh no, uh, but Rosalind, we have to cross the street. He has a long t-shirt on, and his pants are uh, Rosalind. A, yeah, you know, <laughs> I know. I was, I, I was like, okay, b- blue blur name grab it, grab it, Muffy. We simply must cross the street. But you know, like, so there's that right away. I'm yeah. already equating Oscar and this dog. This dog's death is utterly senseless. It seems completely random. And it's meaningless. It's not like mm-hmm. the dog was attacking a kid and he was killed because they had to save the child. The dog was crossing the street. The dog was trying to get somewhere. And someone came along and killed it and then left. And there are no consequences to the mm-hmm. dog's death at all. And I'm going to go ahead and say 11 months or whatever the fuck that cop served in a hotel where they kept him locked up. Yeah, that, I'm going to call that no consequences. I'm going to say yep. that That this was a senseless killing With no back end consequences Just like this dog dying in the street And then I think Oscar Becomes a metaphor for all of us When he walks out into the street And looks down at the dog And he's like Oh my god this is fucking horrible This dog is dying and I am so sad And he picks the dog up And he carries it to the pavement And he says somebody help And nobody helps because there's no one around And then that death is something that he picks up for a time and carries for a time, and then sets back down again and walks away from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that that moment is a critique of how Oscar's death was treated. How death we carried light...
1: it for a while, then put it down, and then continued to then pump we just... gas into
0: our cars. Exactly, we carried it. Yeah. we put it back down. We closed the, closed the lid, if you will. Closed the, the dog's eyes. Closed the lid on it. And then we went back to filling our cars. Well, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. I was baking cookies. And I, I think that that's also a wider metaphor for how these things how, happen. How, yeah, Still effort- shooting. Horrible, horrible, horrible.
1: Oh, yeah. Shit. I need to put the, the wash in the dryer. Otherwise, i got to run the wash again.
0: <laughs> right. Huh. It's, it's like, okay, you're sad for a while. And then there's, what do they call it? Like, uh, they call it the fatigue of grief. Yep, you, grief fatigue. Grief Absolutely, fatigue, where there's a certain point where you just you you can't sustain the anger anymore because you just don't you don't have enough chemicals left to keep those emotions going. Oh yeah, you the, get Your
1: receptors are fried, man. They're all like, I can't. There's no more. I can't well, do it. It's like doing too many drugs, man. You can't get high anymore.
0: Right. Eventually, your bank account will just not let you get fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. This ATM has no more cash <laughs> in it. No, we like I get emails all the time from my boss now And like, hey, just so you all know we've Like letting us know, hey, another, like an area winery They had two employees get COVID There's this thing going on It's, you know, c- uh, COVID fatigue It's been five months It y- it does suck to wash your hands It does, oh, uh, maybe I won't change my shirt today ah, I'm going to skip the shower Um, no. I'm going to go out I just, I got to see my friends I'm going to go out and do one meetup And he's like, you can't, you can't get tired of this Because the virus doesn't get tired No, doesn't give a shit Yeah, virus doesn't give a fuck at all So, but this is that Neither does systemic racism Exactly I mean, that's It sounds silly when I say it But like, that's the point I'm making Is like, you can only deal with something That's this heavy and hard for so long Before your brain is like Okay, give me a cartoon You know? Right
1: and I think this, but movie, that's that's how the shit wins, man.
0: That's exactly right. And that's, we get bored,
1: and we put the dog down, and we put the gas back in our car, and then oh, what was I doing now? Right. Oh, yeah, I was gonna go see a movie with my friends. I was gonna go bowling.
0: I think the other, yeah, I think the other side of the and you think from time to time about that one sad time that you had that dog that died, and that was a real bummer. But mm-hmm. it get, it hurts less as time goes on. I think yep. this movie is kind of, I think this movie is kind of like pointing that out to us in this moment, and it's a it's a. It's powerful, man. It's a potent Absolutely. image. Um so I love his what did you think of the flashback to the to the prison?
1: Prison? I think so. That was the if I was gonna have any sort of critique on this movie, it would be this moment. But I understand that why this needs to be here.
0: To set up our antagonist. To set up our antagonist at the end
1: of the train. Otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't understand why these two people know each other and why this was such an, an event. Um, I, actually... I think it is important to know that. so it's just with everything else we it just felt like a very strange moment. Uh, but I get, it, it it takes place in a moment that would make sense for him right. He's deciding whether or not to dump this weed out. Yeah. and so he's remembering this moment of of his mother turning his back, turning her back on him, right. So you cannot do this to your fucking daughter anymore. You can do to your girlfriend. That's fine. She's you're not going to do this to your to to Tanya anymore. Right. And I'm not coming to visit anymore because you got to stop doing the shit. Yeah. So he has an interaction with another inmate during that time, which is important for the end. But I guess it does make sense in that he's making this life changing sort of decision in a very real way in the moment. And this is informing that decision it's his mom and his family turning their backs on him. Right. We can't do this anymore. If you're going to do this, we can't. We just we, we love you. Yeah. But you're on your fucking own and he hates to be alone.
0: I think it also which is a, another heartbreaking line at the end of this movie. He hates to be alone. But he um, mom can't hug him because he's evidence now. Yeah. So Yeah. That I I like that. I like the prison scene because it shows us we've seen where he is now. Right. This shows us where he was two years sure. ago And you can, from his behavior in the scene Where he's getting in fights He's hair trigger anger Which, look, he's in prison So you, yeah. so you have to have He's
1: getting roughed up on the regular His face looks like shit
0: Right, so like, there is aggression New and old
1: bruises on his face mm-hmm. Like,
0: There's necessary mm-hmm. aggression in prison yeah. It's a survival thing But like, I like that we see his temper And we see his mom Aware of his temper so we can extrapolate Backwards sure. and it gives us a sense Of history And history that like The sense that he had a childhood He had experience he had Friends he met his girlfriend they had A kid he has a temper he, Seems like a
1: very close family too Like all uh, the cousins and uncles and aunts Are all live you know? like Pretty damn close
0: like the same city if not Like across the bridge or whatever Like I ran into two more moments in this movie Where I had 2020 perspective Where things read different just because of What's going on right now and part of it was That family dinner that boisterous happy Warm birthday dinner
1: Eight people in one small Space grabbing food out of the same Pot yeah
0: everyone's Together everyone's hugging there's five People in a kitchen that should only have One person in it you know like they're All sitting around the table they're all in the living room And they're all together and I was texting with Casey Chibi, um last night, and I had oh a,
1: shit! That reminds me. I need a text. She texted me. It's like congratulations on the job. Thank oh, you. I need. I yeah, need a hit text her back, Casey man.
0: <laughs> so I was texting her last night, and we were talking about like we've we have still only seen you and Danielle outside of work. Like you are the only two people that we've seen, and only that one time so far. Yeah, that's it, man. That's our entire social interaction. Um, and I was, Casey was telling me how long it's been since she saw her family. It's longer than I've gone. Um, but I was like, it it made me think. And I was like, when did I see my mom and dad last or my brother for that matter? When was the last time Mm -hmm. I saw my, my family? Seven months since I've seen a single relative of mine. I haven't seen any member of my family in seven months because of COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck dude. So when you see that family dinner, it hurts twice. It does. You yeah know? it sure does Um, The train ride is no, just, just weird That's but... only weird because you're like You gotta get those fucking people out of that train They're all breathing on each other no one's what got masks fuck? I'm
1: panicky I got all <laughs> kinds of Damp I'm like y'all are way too close to each other Oh y'all touching y'all kissing y'all oh fuck
0: did I, <laughs> did, I'll i tell you I had a weird I had a weird moment the other day uh, At work there was a I was hanging out at work and uh, A person was walking by me And they were like oh excuse me and they put their hand on my back, like they were They didn't like touch my face right. or no, like touch like, my eyeballs. You- they, but as they were like sneaking by me, it was. Uh, it wasn't one of my coworkers. Like, um, it was just somebody like passing through the mm-hmm. outdoor area, and they just like, oh, oh, shits, so, like sorry, and they pressed their hand against my upper back in between my shoulder blades. And I got home and I thought I had to like think about it because this had been stuck in my head all day. I'm like, why did that, why did that feel so weird when that person like brushed by me and like touched, I felt their hand on my it's back human contact. that I, and I thought about it and I thought about it hard. That is the only human contact outside of bird and like incidental bumping where I'm like, oh shit. And you just like bang into somebody cause you're behind the bar or whatever. That is the only human contact outside of my wife that I've had in seven months again, not seven months, four months, four months on that. That's wild. Yeah. Dude, like approaching half a half a year with no physical touch at all. Except for like this that's in that palm, dude. That's in my head still, like days yep. later. Because that is the first time that another person has touched me like intentionally other than bird in 4 months and change. That is bonkers. Sorry, I'm I'm having like 20 No, this is
1: my my brain is just like
0: it's weird, dude. This it's, is Yeah, it's cuz you know me, dude. I'm a hogger I know you are. Like
1: this, this shit's fucking
0: my I can't. I've been anymore. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad. Like I'm so glad Carl, I'm so glad we watched this. I'm so glad we like you wrapped too. up these June movies. After watching Fruitvale Station, I'm pretty ready for next month. I'm pretty yeah, ready for I, our next month. Yeah, I need a little candy.
1: We're gonna. I, I'm, I need to put gas back in my car and continue doing what I was doing before. I oh, was don't reminded. say that
0: because now, now I'm like, no, we shouldn't watch <laughs> anything fun. We should only slog through pain. But no, I mean,
1: I think it's important to keep things front
0: of mind, balanced.
1: Is, but we gotta keep balanced, but the, we need to keep. We need the conversation needs to keep moving forward, though, man. Like, yeah,
0: no, I'm better right. than
1: it has. And in, in, in whatever way that means, I'm not right. I'm not intelligent enough or informed enough to have any sort of like, well, what's my solution? I don't know what the solution is. Like, don't be a shitty human like that was That's
0: I was having I was having
1: I was having one of those awkward conversations with someone that you meet for the first time. I was at the wedding. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. A couple of days ago. And so I was like, oh, so what do you do? And so what are you saying? Oh, what was your last job? What you? And I said, I said something about my last job, but in a very, like, political and sort of a nice way of, of saying, you know, why I left my last job. And one of the people at the table was like, wow, you, you said that in a very, that was a very well put way of saying that. So like. Very political but it didn't come off shitty And like is very nice you know, I said yeah I said, well I'm running for office And one of the moms at the table was like oh what under what platform And uh, without skipping a beat I said don't be a shitty human <laughs> Vote for Carl Hartley <laughs>
0: Don't be don't a be shitty a shit human. human And that mom was like well I disagree With your no, views she's,
1: uh, um, I think she was a trumper Cause like she completely shut down And got all kinds of like mm, Well I need to go get more chips Now
0: and go and talk with all the other shitty humans all all the other shitty humans but
1: yeah i think i I kind of overall is don't be a don't be a shitty person man
0: i kind of think that if don't be a shitty person is where you're like well i disagree with that then you've got some real soul searching to do because you need to take a minute yeah you need
1: you need need to go church more or less one of
0: the two yeah there's definitely some like some bars where if you can't even make it over like the well, what if I really want to be shitty Like if I you mean, can't make some, it over the don't be some shitty bar are,
1: But some people are just shitty people That's true it doesn't make them wrong they're just shitty Nah I think maybe we should figure out why
0: they're shitty Yeah I mean it, I think if they're being shitty that kind of makes them wrong <laughs> A little bit <laughs> Um let's see Oh god I've gotten completely derailed Derailed let's talk about the train ride <gasps> Dude Segway City That was fucking tight
1: Seg's in the city All right.
0: <laughs> All right, I there's a shop. Was an
1: actual that was an actual touring company group in Baltimore it was called Segs in the City where you'd rent segways and go on a segway tour of the Inner Harbor in where? Baltimore. Oh
0: God, we need to Segs go. in the City, Carl. You got to take me to Baltimore someday and just sh- I would love
1: to take you to Baltimore, man. When they open shit up, we're gonna go to a game. Yep. We're gonna go. We're gonna go crack crabs. Okay. Okay. Fuck, dude. We're just gonna walk around. It's going to be great I Don't, don't s- go in the harbor though Because it's dirty There's dirty fishwaters in It's a there.
0: dirty fishwater harbor Okay I won't go in the harbor But anyway, so, I, will, I will gush about this one shot There's a shot in here That I think is ripped straight out of a horror movie dude And it's the scene when they all get there. They've gone to San Francisco They all got on the train And the train is leaving the doors closed And then the train starts rushing by And it picks up speed And it picks up speed And it picks up speed but the camera stays static and we're shooting the train in like profile. So it's just window after window rushing by. And oh my God, the, I, the, I was trying to figure out how to describe this to somebody who hadn't seen the movie, which if you have listened to this far and you haven't seen this movie, like, what are you doing? Um, but I was trying to figure out how to describe it. And it's it is a, it's passing flashes of crushing humanity. Mm-hmm. It's the best way. It's scary. It is visually scary. It's if you put the right score behind that, that alone, that shot alone would be terrifying.
1: It reminded me in some weird way of Predator Two. Like I expected the Predator to be on there, like chasing Bill Paxton or oh, something. Oh, I've
0: never seen Predator Two, but I can kind of I n- I've seen Predator One, so I know what they look like, and I can kind of see like all of a sudden there's a Predator in one of the train cars, but yep. then boop, it flashes flashes right by. <laughs> yeah. What man. what was what I found most disturbing about it was. You see like a car full of people for one twenty-fourth of a second, just long enough for your eye to register everyone on the car. You see the people and then boom, the next car is in place. And what happens as car after car after car packed full of people fly by is they all become interchangeable in your head. Mm -hmm. They cease to be people. They're a
1: smear of...
0: It's just... Yeah, that's why I say like humanity. There's this great quote by Grant Morrison. He says, "I recently discovered he his theory is that if you if you could if you all if we all went back in time, we all just like followed back our our fourth dimensional tunnels. Basically, if you've seen, the best way to think about it is if you've seen Donnie Darko. That's a visual. Sure. It's a visual concept of time. Is like we would all be like tube humans with like a bajillion arms, a bajillion legs that went back everywhere we've ever been." And he says if you keep going back, you go into your mother, who goes into her mother, who goes into her mother, and you keep going back infinitely, the number of humans gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then we're not even humans, we're just the things that evolved into humans, and then you eventually go all the way back to the first life form in the ocean, that first cell, which means that on some micromolecular level in all of us, we have the same, we all share one parent, we all come from that one cell, so we are all the same thing. By yep. that logic we all came from the same Starting point we are one thing So Grant Morrison has this great quote uh, It's from his talk at the, I think DisinfoCon But he said I recently discovered The, the name For the totality of All life on earth It is called the, uh, the word for all life On earth is the biota Every living thing on this planet Is the biota and he says My argument is that that's our name That shut. You're not Carl, I'm not Max. That's these are just names for like the end of a tendril or one facet
1: one little bit of the thing. Yeah,
0: he says, Our name is Biota. I remember the first time I heard that and I was like, it was pretty fucking profound. And in a weird way, that train flying by, every car packed with people, each car becoming the next car, every person becoming just another body in a box. It doesn't even it's not even a car full of people, it's just humanity smearing by on the screen. God damn it. It's really unsettling. It's 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 a pretty interesting visual way to rock you back and prime you. Because we've been celebrating and the filmmaker needs something to bridge us between this and actual like tension. Yeah. And they do it with this shot. Cuz this sets you up to feel weird and wrong. It's such a great moment. Um so there's an altercation on the train, and the train stops at Fruitvale station. On the way back. Yeah, right. on the way back from San Francisco. The way
1: to Frisco is just a. I wanted to be in that car ride. That's the best way to, like, you missed the countdown. So we're going to make it. We're going to have a party in this train car right now because they, yeah, they. <laughs> we're here at midnight. So let's make it, let's make it as fun as we can. And love, it's great it's a great fucking moment
0: Yeah I like the little micro tension too Between his friends the one guy's playing music On his cell phone and the dude pulls his bag out And immediately some of um, Oscar's Friends stand up and like square up With this guy like what are you pulling uh-huh. out of your bag Are you gonna fuck with us is this a gun And it shows you like this is dangerous yep. The world they The world they walk Is a different is one than gun. we know yeah. And it's a dangerous one and this dude pulls out Speakers and then they're all just fucking rocking on their speakers get your aux cable out bro yeah dude like oh, dude, let me blow off the connector you know it's like it's old school man these are like yeah, pc yeah. speakers they're but... not they're
1: not bluetooth into that motherfucker no not yet
0: <laughs> we're a ways off from that yet. but like they get music pumping and you're right like the whole train car it's this like really like ebullient feel of like party and fun and then the the train ride home everything changes yeah they also kind of start shifting things tonally by having everyone be exhausted. all of the mirth I was
1: tired, a little bit drunk,
0: right. all the mirth has gone out of this. he Oscar gets his girlfriend seated, and then he's like you she can tell that he's exhausted standing on his feet, and she's like, "Go, go, try and find a seat. like I'm good here. you just you gotta sit down, you're like falling over." so he heads back a little ways in the bus. Or in the train and bumps into the dude he had the altercation with in the visiting room in prison, and that guy throws a punch.
1: Well, you know what I think is fucked up hmm. is the only reason that he recognized that, that Oscar was in the car is because someone that he had helped earlier recognized him and just wanted to say hi. Yeah. So someone being kind and recognizing him for a kindness, right. is what ultimately brought this guy. That's the uh, yeah. There's, he may but, not have known
0: he was in the car. Yeah, there's there's a couple things in this movie that only hit because you know the end. Absolutely. His mom being like, "You should take the train. That way, you guys can drink." No, I'm just gonna drive. You should really take the train. And you're like, "Stop! No, 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 no! Don't push him to take the train." But we're. That's the worst part. I know
1: that's where he goes. Yeah. Oh my
0: god! You know the you know another amazing. Uh, Outcome of showing us The the cell phone footage At the beginning of the movie Is it puts the movie on tracks We are in the train the whole time
1: The whole time oh man yeah Train leaves the station And there's only one destination
0: Yeah and every scene is just another Station before we finally Stop and get out at Fruitvale That's We're locked in nothing that happens In this movie will change where we're going We're going to Fruitvale Station. We are in that train. We are on tracks this whole time. Structurally, this movie's brilliant. Brilliant This movie's brilliant. Um, all right. What did you think of? Okay, I'm gonna be. I'll be totally honest. I love Kevin Durand, the guy who he's the cop. He's the bald cop, not the pretty boy cop. The pretty boy cop is Chad Michael Murray, who I also really like a lot.
1: Durand is like yoked. For some yeah, reason, he is, like, up, thicker dude. than I than I remember him in other things. Like, I'm like his <laughs> face was even, like... He had, like, muscles on the top Cheek of his muscles. head. Cheek muscles, yeah. Cheeks, like... <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? <laughs> damn, damn, dude. Doing uh, those face push-ups, apparently. Yeah,
0: he's just, like, just laying on face down, lips going. <laughs> I think he... Duran's, I, I love him as an actor because he's got one of those faces, you know? Like like a face you'd love to punch. It's kind it's, of face. It's that but it's also like the perfect face for like goon, henchman, yep. serial murderer like Yep. I I say Races, this cop. Yeah, like I <laughs> yeah. I say this with total love because I come from the horror movie world like as a fan. Yes. There are actors who just beca- because Hollywood's fucked up and because humans still have a lot of residual problems. There are actors because of the way they look, they're never going to be the lead. Yep. Like, maybe like in a $100,000 indie thing that goes to one film festival, maybe. Like a weird passion project thing. Paul
1: Giamatti is never going to be... Uh, Johnny Ocean or whatever <laughs> Right but you
0: almost don't want Paul Giamatti To be because where this dude Shines maybe but out of necessity Because you know of how I'm talking about Paul Giamatti right now because he's always Had those secondary characters He's always been um, Support like there's a reason they give Oscars For best supporting, supporting cast, actor, sure, Best sure. supporting actor Like I, I think Kevin Durand Elevates everything I've seen him in and it's always like the bit part. He's the he's the squirrely ass cop in um in in uh oh god I, b- I blocked the name out uh not Black Caesar the the Mac.
1: Oh the Mac.
0: It's the guy who showed up in like three out of four of the of the black exploitation yep. films we watched, and every time you see him, you're that like guy. You're like oh shit, I love this dude. I feel the same always way about Kevin Durant chewing
1: a fucking <laughs> toothpick, being an <laughs> asshole.
0: Right he's always got a shitty laugh You know yep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like I don't know if
1: that's a laugh but that's a pretty shitty laugh It's kind of
0: like that it's more cackly. Um, yeah. But yeah like every time I see Kevin Durant Pop up especially when they've got him playing Like a really morally reprehensible person You're like yeah. Man like what a fun career you, you've, you've got because look We talk about this when we talk about, Mostly when we talk about villains and especially When we talk about movies that are like set In the real world or whatever Um, you know this has got to be hard for, in this not in the same way, but and not on the same level. But how hard it is for Michael B. Jordan to to play his role? Yeah. Imagine playing the role that Kevin Durant is playing
1: in this movie. Yep. Yep. That that was my shower thought from this morning after watching. It's like, God, of all the characters in this flick, to play the one of the police officers responsible for. Right and the, uh, the, his life ending.
0: You need that cast, but like, imagine, it, imagine what that performance costs you. You know, like, imagine where you have to sit in your own psyche during production. That's so, yeah, man. Like, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk at length about villains and villain performances next week with Dark Knight Rises because it is a tour de fucking force of of villain performances. But like, this is a this is a real guy. He's playing Kevin Durant is playing one of two people directly responsible for a murder that rocked this country on a cultural level, mm-hmm. and Chad Michael Murray plays the dude who pulled the trigger. Like, I can't remember the guy's last name, but the first name's Johannes. But like, dude, that that's his role. That's what he he sits at home and he wakes up on on the day that he's on the call sheet, and it's like,
1: okay, oh, today's the day I got to shoot a kid.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Today, I play I I, I kill a, a father of one and a loving husband and a guy who's trying to get his life together and uh, basically destroyed the West Coast for several weeks and yep. did irreparable damage to racial the racial tensions in this country and that's my job today is to be that guy. It's intense, dude. Yep. I, I think they both did a really good job too. I think so and I also
1: Like that oh man Finding words that that are gonna
0: The small redemption of Kevin Durant is that what? You're...
1: yeah a little bit Like I the, liked it his, too. his moment where the cop Just as much as we're not Deifying um,
0: We're not yeah we're Not making we're not turning Oscar not Into Saint Oscar into, into a
1: de- We're not turning the, the cop into a demon
0: The not the Kevin Durant character not, but Chad right. Michael Murray Comes out looking kind of shitty <laughs> He definitely right, doesn't yeah. <laughs> come out looking good in this. Um no. I yeah, and you can almost see I don't know that officer's name, but the, I'm just going to call him Officer Kevin. Officer Durand, you you almost can see who that guy is. He's butting heads in his mind. He's butting heads with like this kid in the inner city and he, maybe he's racist, you know, he's not a good dude, clearly. He's shitty. He's a shitty yep. guy, right? and he's having this shitty interaction and he's being abusive and he's being uh, you know he's violent he punches uh he punches one guy he punches Oscar in the face he's yep. swinging his taser around he's he like ch- choke slams one of the friends he's dragging people off the train but i'm i'm with you on this there's there's something about when things become when it becomes a mortal issue when it becomes someone is dying Mm-hmm. He sets that aside, all of that shittiness aside, and yes, oh my god, like part of it is like, why is this train not fucking moving? He's covering his tracks. Yeah, too. absolutely.
1: There was definitely some of that. Like, there we just had a cop shoot. An innocent person. And yeah, we
0: need to ask. Cover. Yeah, we
1: witnesses. Need to... We need to figure out how. So there is some. Oh shit, we fucked up going on there. And like we need to figure. But there, there is humanity there as well. A small. When amount, he yeah. holds his hand and says, "You need to look. You need to look at me. You yeah, keep to,
0: your eyes open.
1: Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes on me, because if you die, I'm fucked.
0: Yeah, like God. See, that's the. Is it though? That's I like don't the know. Dirty part of this. I think. And we're now what we're talking about right now is a film. We're talking about a movie and we're talking about actors making choices. So, yes, yes absolutely. We and we tre- bird and I did a big thing at the beginning of June where we're like we're taking everything we watch as a film
1: as a film. We're not you talking about the actual person. right? And
0: you got to You have to talk about the cultural context because that's part sure. of art. But like part of it, yeah. what I think is I think Kevin Durand made a choice. To Injects a small amount of Humanity into this character And I sure. think because Ryan Coogler is Writing and directing this thing which by the way I love when something that's written And directed because you, you know that that is A project of love you know what absolutely. I absolutely mean? There's a lot that went into this I like that Coogler gives Him that moment and ge- gave us the Opportunity to wrestle with this absolutely. Is he doing this so that If Oscar survives this shooting he'll be like Oh yeah but that cop wasn't too mean to me he was like There for me when his buddy accidentally shot me And you know okay I'm mad at I'm mad at Chad Michael Murray but Kevin Durant Like or whatever like is this Cop covering his ass or is he Is he realizing In this moment of everything has gone totally Fucking sideways and now he's Has to deal with a possibly fatal Shooting you know Is he like because the Oscar keeps saying again and again, "I have a daughter, man. I have a daughter. I have, you shot me. Why'd you shoot me? I have a daughter." I that from a performance standpoint, looking at his face, seeing him holding Michael B. Jordan's hand, ha, there's there is a a moment that passes between them. I think so. There's a really intimate sort of um, human moment right there. And it's another one of them, one of the moments that like just choked me up, man, and got got tears going. It's because there's because there's no answers. Here I am, like I'm like sp- spinning wheels looking for, but, there like,
1: the, but there's the, nothing. Yeah, there's no answer. like
0: you know, you want to be like, and here's the definitive take on this sixteen seconds of footage. There's but there but there's nothing, and that in itself is authentic.
1: Absolutely, you that's know? again. That's a word that I keep coming back to. Is like just authentic.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's dude. It's this is a really great movie. It's hard though. It's this is a it's really hard, it's hard a hard movie. one
1: to watch at seven thirty in the morning when you're hungover and. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Deal with shimmy shits. You know, I, I can.
0: Agree, I can. I can vouch for the fact that this would be kind of difficult to watch with, like that, like. That right eye booze hangover, where yep. like the IPA ache. You this know? is the IPA. I got the
1: IPA like <laughs> the IPA. Str- yeah, that's <laughs> going strong
0: right now, man. <laughs> All right, that's pretty rough. Um, luckily for us, we're at the end of the film. Yeah, the we basically from here, there's like a hop and a skip to get us to the hospital sequences. I. I'm sure you and I both reacted the same way to the... Like, sometimes I don't know how you're going to read shit, and which makes for great great content. But, like, sure. the scene where he's on the operating table and we cut to him, like, spinning his daughter around and walking down the street with his daughter and there's no sound. We're hearing the hospital sounds. There's no sound of this memory. And he's, like, walking with his little girl and he's laughing and he's smiling and... When we cut back to reality, it's a bag. It's a transfusion bag. blood bag bag, yeah. Falling into a trash can, and you see the... It is a... This is a trash can of gore. And you see them peeling heart monitors off of his chest, and we're still not hearing any sound from the scene. It's just this, like, quiet hospital corridor room audio where it's just the sound of an empty room. Yeah. And, I mean... That's that is this is like almost like the precursor to the 10 seconds of blackness that makes you realize what death is. Yeah, it's death is also the sound of an empty room. And man, I don't I don't know what we're meant to take away. I don't know if that's just for us or if this is meant to give some small amount of comfort and show us what his last synaptic firing is. Is I kind
1: of feel that's like his last. His last conscious memory is that well, unconscious moment memory, with but, his daughter. Yeah,
0: yeah, but like and, the last thing that passed through his mind before he before yeah. he dies, like that's how I. That we're want. seeing his moment of death. Yeah, that, that's that how blood... I want to read that so bad. Is like, it's th- maybe Kugler thinks that he, we have to have s- some modicum of solace, or we'll be sure. too crushed to stand.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. If he dies you and know? there isn't any sort of sense of like his where was he in that moment right we, then he's just a a oh, man we yeah need, that's stuff we need we need
0: a we need a, yeah. a we need a some small sense of closure or peace right. or we would be just utterly devastated by it and we're yeah. i'm still fucked still, up about this movie oh, yeah. but <laughs> seriously but at least there's this little and it's fuck it's sad it's like people throw around that word catharsis all the time mm mm-hmm. But like there and there, I I honestly believe there are very few films that achieve in a real sense catharsis. Sure, I would I would argue that the la, the most powerful sense of catharsis I ever felt watching a movie was the you, I think you've seen it Nebraska.
1: Oh, I have not yet. No. Okay,
0: so well, anybody who, anybody who's seen Nebraska is gonna be like, what? Not Schindler's List? Not <laughs> you know like not one of these big. Powerhouse film no man Nebraska Because Nebraska is a character study That's like predicated on Intense empathy and Understanding of the human condition Which this movie is too You know like Something about The way that his mom wants to go hug her son But police procedure Will not allow that Right. The cops killed her And killed her son I mean wow there's a Freudian slip for you the, guy, the cops killed her you know like the cops killed her yeah but the cops killed her son they took her son away and then when she's she goes in and says i am going to i need to go say goodbye to my boy now because the cops have murdered my child the nurse just go basically has to say like well and now the cops are going to have to stop you from saying goodbye because he's evidence now which is mm-hmm. ultimately going to lead to nothing so we're going to rob you not only of your son but your chance at closure and any chance of um, retribution or justice. God damn it, man. Yeah, it's it's fucked, dude. It's it's as bad as it can be. That, and then of course, you know, just because we need the last nail to just. I I had this. I paused because I was like, I not even seeing the movie. I'm fucking crying. Mm-hmm. Is when she's like, but I have the nurse is like, you can't go in there. And basically, mom says, but I have to go in there. He doesn't like to be alone. Yeah, and that, it's that just, fucking
1: broke me, man. It's fucked. Yep.
0: It's horrible. It's horrible and it's but it's great. Yeah. It is. It's true. <laughs>
1: it is. This is this is uh this is movies like this are why I love movies and it's it's tackling such a a difficult and challenging piece of our history as a, a nation. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and- it,
0: it is. It's uh, of us as a Of us as a society, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I can't, because you can't even say culture because now, now there's, there's like, we're so subdivided and fractured as a a culture, just as a society, just as a hanging together conglomeration of human beings that are all living under, I guess, the absence of governance right now. But, right. But yeah, like, if this is what anarchy looks like, I'm kind of not into it it's anymore. Kind of <laughs> this is not what I read. It's not it's not I'm, what I read about. In this the is 19- not seven. even close. But uh close. Yeah. this is just this is just fucking surreal. This is sur- French surrealist horror from like the '50s. Dumped into a toilet. These zombies,
1: are dumb. <laughs> they look just like everybody else. They don't breathe good anymore though.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, like. This is this movie. This movie and movies like this are some of my favorite episodes of yeah. the show. You know, um, so that's all I really have for this. I think Fruitvale Station's incredible. Yep. it's it's, it's an cheap. incredible. Feat. It's cheap to buy and cheap to rent right now, basically everywhere. Um, actually, right now I, I'm glad of. I'm very glad of this. If you have the Criterion Channel. Which Carl and I both do. Yeah, you still have Oops, it. No, I still do. Bitching.
1: See how these next couple of car payments go. I might yeah. not have to
0: subscriptions <laughs> and everything. Yeah, it might be time to ch- chop some of those down. I hear to you. Trim some fat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. No, on the Criterion Channel, they released a. Basically, I think they released everything in their vaults that was there's a great um collection that they have that's a history of, um I think it's called like African American Cinema and it's wow. like the history of black filmmaking in in the in America. I I'm not sure. I've only watched like the first four maybe. Uh, so I don't know if there's like foreign films in there and stuff, but it's Red. dude, just all sorts of shit over there. And then if you go to Voodoo I think Voodoo knew what they were doing too, because like, uh, do the right thing, Pariah. Yeah. We had to rent a, or buy a bunch of these for this month, and they were all on sale. So anybody who wants to like catch up on the movies we talked about for June, you can fucking find Pick them, them up right now. now. Yeah, snap <laughs> them up, sale. man. Um, I bought. I ended up buying all of them. <laughs> Why not? I, they're amazing. They're all, they're all so good, fantastic. Except movies, Watermelon so. Woman, which was, was just kind of. Oh, I'm good.
1: glad. I'm kind of glad that I missed out on that one because <laughs> you've mentioned it a couple of times. I'm like.
0: I'll be giving that one to watch Dude it was, it was alright you know what I mean It was one of those yeah, where you're like you. It was okay <laughs> <laughs> Alright so that wraps up June We Rock even got on. the Patreon Episodes done we're caught the fuck up on June <laughs> Caught
1: up that's a funny word To use to explain. We have,
0: We're have we only one month Behind now rather there than two so We're there. getting closer to being caught up Yeah, <laughs> And we continue our way up the mountain Thank y'all so much for staying tuned for listening For supporting And loving us As we uh, As we catch up In these What's the term That everyone uses It's trying Shitty times. Shitty times Garbage poop it's these keep. trying These trying times These trying times these Challenging times beyond Trying and challenging Dude, These
1: are fucking The times are fucked up Just say it's During these During yeah. these Fucked up times man This is
0: like that weird Like paint a saint Type thing If you meet someone Who's like Well these are Trying times I'm like oh I can't empathize With you Because no, because if you
1: said shit is fucked right now, I've been like, ah, sweet, we're on the same. Trying page.
0: times is like when a new tax law makes it so you don't get a return, and you're right, like, it's like oh, trying times. That fuck, I was, was I needed that back 400 oh, 300s, right. Trying times. God, I needed that four hundred for or, for half of my rent this fucking month. God damn it, that's trying times. Right. This is like some other thing that we're doing right now. The S is
1: fully hit. The F
0: times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this show, if you like this series, if you like what Carl and I do, head on over to patreon.com slash quill and film, Q U I L L A N D F I L M. And you can become a patron of the show. You can support the show. You can help us buy mics when our mics break. You can help yes. us fix computers when our computers break. These I things... need a
1: bigger mic condom. Yeah. Oh,
0: they can't see that. They can't. Right. But Carl's mic condom is splitting like right up the side. He's got a real hog of a microphone. Uh-oh, that's my bread timer. One second. Bread timer. Yeah, good timer on the episode though. Yeah, perfect. I just got to go and shape that bad... Shape that loaf. Um, but before we shape that loaf, um, let's thank our patrons. Guys, uh... So those, page, those people who keep the show going, these are them. We're talking about them right now. And we would like to thank them, starting with William Rockwood. We would also like to thank Brian Jackson, Connor Sweetie, Daniele Hartelli, David Rowney. By the way, David, if you want to listen to Richard E. Grant read you an Agatha Christie novel you get yourself over to hoopla, is a little phone app for those of you who don't know where you can get audiobooks and ebooks and shit from your local library digitally. We are
1: not sponsored in any part by
0: Hoopla. We are not, but we should be the amount of fucking stuff I check out on Hoopla. It's awesome, dude. 6 6 free audiobooks a month. If you get some thick ones like Lovecraft, you got like 40 hours of content with one checkout. Anyway, sorry. I love Hoopla. I'm like a huge fucking Hoopla fan. Um, but the the I think it's called the Moving Finger. Agatha Christie it's like the third book in the Miss Marple series nice. Read by Richard E. Grant I was listening to it the other day While I was, I was like making bread and tea And watching the bees and I was like This sounds familiar Why do I know this voice, wait, no, this voice. And I know that voice because I watched Withnell and I Five times in a times? month Or whatever the fuck it was So I'm like wait a minute I think I know who this is So I looked in the credits and it's Richard E. Grant So David, David Rowney Beloved patron Go and check out The Moving Finger on Hoopla and Richard E. Grant will read you a cozy <laughs> a cozy mystery story set in England. Um take you right back. We'd also like to thank Jeffrey Morgan, Casey Shibe, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez, uh Sarah Hartley. Did we thank Sarah Hartley already? Sister Sarah Hartley? The Not sis. Yet. The sis <laughs> Backyard Movie Screener Sarah Hartley. We'd like well anyway, we'd yeah. like to thank Sarah Hartley, and finally we'd like to thank our newest patron. Cassandra, who it I'm still messaging her like quite frequently, might be starting a podcast of her own soon. Fantastic!
1: I know I'll be let tuning. us know when and where. Be tuning in most
0: definitely. Um, you can drop us a line at measuringflickspodcast at gmail dot com. That is wrapping up June. We have picked a theme for our July episodes, which will be caught up in August. Don't worry, we're getting there. Um, so our next theme that we'll be tackling uh, you We're
1: might be... time traveling again, but in the wrong direction Yeah, we
0: we we were so bad about this that we started traveling back in time Like, alright, let's all pretend it's July Actually, I'm okay with that, dude I feel like yeah. it's, it's August right now How are we in the third month of summer? I don't fucking know, man It's because we're not going Shh. outside So it doesn't feel yeah. like time is passing <laughs> Um, But our uh, our theme for July is no one cared who i was till i put on the mask or or for short in brackets till i put on the mask yeah that's what we'll I call it. it we'll call it until i put on the mask so our first film we'll be covering is the dark knight rises and then because we're in the past and they'll be coming out so fast i'll just tell you guys cuz i'm actually yeah. really pleased with the movies that we picked so ne- uh, our next four are going to be the dark knight rises the mask behind the mask and the man in the iron mask <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of us I am too I was like I was like well we have Okay we have to do Dark Knight Rises Because that's where the fucking the That's line, where the line That's where comes the line from. comes from But then I'm like Every other movie Has to have something to do with a mask And they kind of like Make a story When you put them together I love it And I have <laughs> The
1: mask Behind the mask, mask. The, the man, man in and the, the iron, iron mask
0: <laughs> <laughs> So put your masks on We're gonna watch a bunch of movies With people in masks It's gonna be fucking A blast Fuck yeah. Um, Yeah So Thank you all so much for listening. We'll get back to you next week with a surprisingly bleak comic book movie with that is I'm with you on this. I think masterpiece is not too strong a word for the Dark nope. Rises. It pretty is fucking accurate. Amazing. All right, so um The Fire Rises. <laughs> God damn it.